On this episode, I kick my feet up at the movie theater. My podcast guest invites me out to the sticks. And Eric Seats gives his kids advice on following in his footsteps. Don't worry. You can thank me later. Thank me later. Thank me later. everybody welcome to episode 21 of the balance your music podcast i am your host musician and producer ingrid wood w-o-o-d-e this podcast is available on itunes stitcher soundcloud and google play free to subscribe to that way um you will be notified as soon as a new episode is uploaded which is every monday to my returning balance rumors welcome back And if you are a new listener, if this is your first time stepping into the balance room, welcome. I appreciate you for hitting play. You might assume, you know, this is a podcast for musicians and music lovers, but it's really a podcast for creatives who are or who have a desire to make a living from their creative side. So I share parts of my journey and I also invite guests into the balance room to share parts of their journey. Guests who are, you know, business owners or as I know this word is thrown around. A whole lot as of late but entrepreneurs who are creatives who make a living from their creative side so i record these conversations and i share them with you all the listeners with the hopes that you're able to take these things and use them in whatever field that you're in i want to make sure that i thank daryl e mccullough he's the host of the full circle podcast daryl invited me to be one of the calling guests for uh his podcast like i said the full circle i think i said his podcast but yeah the full circle podcast his episode 21 which came out i think about a week ago but thank you daryl for inviting me to be a guest on the the full circle podcast i will make sure that i link up that particular episode in the podcast description and let me say this if you are not sure exactly how to find the podcast description on whatever app you're listening to me right now that's okay don't worry about that you can go to thebalanceroom.com And just look for the particular episode, in this case, episode 21, and you will find any links that I mention, any contacts, emails, whatever I talk about in the particular episode. You can always go to thebalanceroom.com, look for that episode and find everything within there. Okay, now this podcast is coming out on Monday, October 10th, 2016, and I mentioned that date because about a week from today... Uh, we will be celebrating the one year anniversary of the Balance Room Music Podcast. Now, I'm not really, I'm not usually like a, a huge celebratory person. It's not because I don't celebrate, you know, because I, I would like to. It's just I usually kind of keep it moving. But this podcast, I do it for me, but I really do it for you all. So I want to make sure um, that I celebrate for myself as well as for you all. So this is what I'm going to do. So right here, you know, this is episode 21. Um, and as I said earlier, episodes come out every Monday, but I want to put out episode 22 this week. So like Thursday or Friday, I'm going to put out episode. Also today, I'm putting out a video podcast that's associated with this episode, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, so this week alone, you're going to get three podcasts technically two audio ones and one visual and then on monday this is where you all come in episode 23 will be like the official celebratory one year anniversary episode so here's what we're gonna do 
I'm going to ask you all, the listeners, the Balance Room listeners, I want you all to record something and send it in to me so that I can put it in episode 23. I'm asking that you all record yourself, share who you are, and you can, you can put your Instagram, whatever you want people to know, but who you are, where you are. If you are a business, um, let us know who, you know, where we can find you, of course, and share something in celebration of the one year anniversary of the Balance Room Music Podcast. So you could just say congrats. You can share your favorite episodes, um, favorite guests, take away anything, but something in celebration of the, the podcast. And this is how we can do it. One of two ways. So you can either record a voice note on your cell phone and email it to me at Ingrid at thebalanceroom.com. That's I-N-G-R-I-D at thebalanceroom.com. Or you can call into the Balance Room voicemail. We do have a Balance Room voicemail. I haven't mentioned that in a while, but <laughs> you can call into the Balance Room voicemail. That's 1-803-HIT-ME. <laughs> yeah, it literally is 1-803-HIT-ME. That's 1-803-814-4863. You can leave a voicemail there and, and I can get it and put the audio in the podcast. And you know, for, for those of you, for those of my listeners who may not feel comfortable having your voice or hearing your voice on the podcast, that's okay. You know, but if you still want to send something or say something, please feel free, you know, email it to again, Ingrid at the balance room.com. Um, or you can write it on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find me at just search the balance room. If you're not already following me there already, and I will read it myself. Uh, if you'd like me to over episode 23 and here's a deadline for that. Um, whether you're just emailing me, you're typing me or whether you are sending your audio in, send it in, please by no later than Saturday, October 15th by 1130 PM Eastern standard time. So Saturday, October 15th, 1130 uh, PM Eastern standard time, have those into me so that I have enough time to edit those in and have it in the podcast on Monday, uh, October 17th, God willing. And I want to make sure I say this, whether you have been listening to the balance room for the past year, or whether this is your first time stepping into the balance room. If you like this podcast, please feel free to send in your audio or send in your email It's much appreciated. And I, and I appreciate you. I want to make sure that I thank one of my sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Musepreneur, an apparel company that creates a comfortable graphic tee for a not so comfortable lifestyle. Do not be afraid to wear your grind. Now you all, as my balance room listeners, you all are being offered a limited time promo code for you to use at the online store of Musepreneur.com. That's M-U-S-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. If you purchase a Musicpreneur t-shirt, use the promo code BALANCE, all lowercase, B-A-L-A-N-C-E at the checkout, and you will receive a 10% discount for your purchase. And this goes until Monday, November 7th. That will be the last day that you can use that promo code and get the 10% off. So make sure you take advantage of that. And Christmas is about to come up. So if you know anybody affiliated with music, whether that's uh, musicians, engineers, um, tour managers, anybody who makes a living um, in some way, shape, or form and services the music community, who is a musicpreneur, make sure that you or someone you know take advantage of this offer. All right, so I am inviting a brand new guest into the balance room by the name of Brennan Willis. 
Now, Brennan, he is a producer, engineer, and owner of the Ohio Recording Company, which is a recording studio in Northwest Ohio, which I think you can consider is near Toledo, Ohio. Brennan, let me know if I'm wrong, but I think it's near Toledo, Ohio. Now, the Ohio Recording Company, this studio was built literally from the ground up. And it's not like it's been there for like 10, 20 years. It's, it was recently built. So it's this this really cool studio that's built on this humongous plot of land and I'm a horrible estimator of how many acres but I would assume it felt like it was like 100 acres it was huge now most of my guests don't live anywhere near me like um the startup van they live in Dublin Ireland uh hazmat lives in Detroit even though Detroit's not really that far it's like only four hours away from me but anyways when I reached out to the Ohio recording company um Brennan was like, hey, you know, if you come, you know, I, I would be more than glad to give you a tour of the entire studio, you know, before we sit down and, and have the, the conversation. So I was like, bet. And I saw it was like only three, about three hours away. So I was like, OK, so I just packed up all of my um, recording equipment and drove there. So when I got there, Brennan, he did what he said he would do. He gave me a tour of the entire studio and actually the video podcast. I guess I should mention this now. So the video podcast is that it's the uh, the tour that I took. So you get to see everything that I saw the studio and we even um, <laughs> Brennan took me on. I don't know what you call it. It's like a John Deere. It felt like a John Deere utility golf cart. I don't know what you call those things, but um, took me on that and we drove out throughout the plot the plot of land and went into the woods and everything like that it was pretty cool but the studio itself is um I really like it so say for instance you're coming from out of town or you have sessions that are going to last a couple of days the upstairs part of the studio is is a living co- quarter so you can stay there they have bedrooms they have a kitchen area that you can use um and then the, the entire recording studio is downstairs so I thought that was really cool I met Brennan's wife, Carrie, and um, I guess you could say, I, I would say that she's like the operations manager of the studio. And I also met Nick, who was the uh, assistant engineer there, an intern. So since I, I went there to, to record this conversation, which was a couple months ago, since I went there, Nick has, has uh, moved on. So I definitely wish Nick much success. But let's go ahead, talk to Brennan and step into the balance room. When I was working at this department store um, for for about a year or so, I was working in this department where I was just basically like stocking shelves, and it was kind of a no-brainer thing, and it was just, you know, it was just easy and just kind of didn't have, I could kind of keep to myself or whatever, and then, um, but I started answering questions in another department for, with electronics and stuff, and I, I started to, I, I liked it, and it came down to the point where, you know, my boss had said, would you be willing to maybe switch departments, and you could be a part of that that part of the store and be something new and different and my first like I first just said well like is is there a difference in the pay and um they were like no you know and I was like well I don't want to do it and and then they were like okay well then you can just stay where you're at and so I said okay fine and I went home and I thought about it for like a couple of days and I was like you know like like it would be nice to just do something different, you know, and to, and to just learn something new. And I don't care if it's more work. Like I just, I think it'd be more fun to do and to learn something new. 
And I went in and I told, I told my boss, it's like, hey, you know, I was thinking about the job, you know, and I don't really care if there's not a pay difference or whatever. And I just, I just like to take on the challenge of like learning more about the computers and whatever else. And they said, okay, well, you have the job and they gave me a pay raise. And I, I think what, what really I took away from that, and I've always remembered that because I tell this to people all the time. It's like, you know, when you're willing to take on a challenge, but it's not, it's not about the pay. When you make it about the pay, then then that's what it becomes about, you know. And and then people aren't really willing to. People are kind of like, it's it's not as fun to pay you. Like they want to feel like they want to give you money because you're doing a good job and you're just passionate about it. And you, when it's just about the money, you just it doesn't feel the same. You have to want to do it and you have to be passionate about it, regardless of just that financial gain. So I was playing in a band and um, just things kind of, I was playing in this band for like three years and we had just, we had just finished up like an album in Nashville and um, it just wasn't working out. Like one of the guys just got married and moved away. And so his band kind of came to a close, and I'm like, man, I, I really felt like that's what I was supposed to do was playing a band, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden I, I had to think, well, now now what do I do, you know? And I was going to um, the community college for the music technology thing, and I thought, well, maybe maybe I'm supposed to, maybe I just like kind of misread the sign somewhere I'm supposed to, you know, be an engineer or just rec maybe I'm supposed to get good at recording. So, like, I, I think, okay, so... Just right around that time, I had, I had just bought like my first like I had a laptop. I had a MacBook. Or it wasn't a MacBook at that time. It was a PowerBook. Um, but um, and I had a, a 002, a DigiDesign 002 interface, and I, you know I was ready to record. You know I had, I think I had just one you know condenser mic and just like a basic you know rig. And um, so I had only ever been given like one demo ever. So like. I picked up, and I it was like on a, like a stack of papers, you know. And I picked up and had the guy's phone number on, and I called him. And he's like, "Oh my goodness, dude! I was just thinking about like recording something. Yeah, I would love to record." And so like we started recording these songs, and he comes over, and I'm like recording in just my bedroom, and I've got like the mattress like up on the wall, and it's super just basic, you know. It's just like, um, and I don't even hardly know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm just like trying. I know how to get signal in and make it sound clean, I guess. And anyway, so. Eventually it leads to like, hey, you know, what other songs do you have? And so he starts like, because I, I, I thought, there's some good songs in this. You know, this guy's got some good songs. And, and we needed like one more song to fill out this like project, you know, just to like finish it off. And so I was like, so he said, well, I got to go and write another song. And I said, well, what songs do you have? Because he had like a whole notebook of songs. So he's like going through and he's he's playing all these songs and, you know, they're okay. You know, and I'm just like, uh you know, what else you got? You know what I mean? I just kept going through. What else you got? What else you got? Like, and, and I want to say like half hour, 45 minutes later, I was like, you got anything else? You know, and he says, well, I got this stupid song I wrote for the girlfriend. and But it's dumb. You're not going to like it, you know. So I was like, let's hear it. And like he sang a little bit of it. And I'm like, dude, that's the song. We're doing it. So we do that song. We record it. We do a little demo of it. 
next time I go to Nashville to like just record some like personal projects, I showed it to the producer because he said, well, what kind of stuff are you doing? You know, and I said, oh, I'm just recording some stuff for some people around the area. And um, so I showed it to him and he was like, that's a cool, that's a great song, you know, or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah. And I said, well, you know, would you ever want to record it? And he was like, yeah, you know, if you come over the money, sure. And then so when I got back to, when I came home, I mentioned it to the guy and he was like, oh man, so we we can record in Nashville. We just got to get the money, right? And I was like, oh yeah, sure, you know. We get the money together. Somebody like donates the money to go record this song. And I'm like, well, this is pretty cool, you know. And they were going to have to hire a drummer or whatever. So I was like, well, I'll just go play drums. And so we got to, we went down produced this song and like it was like three years later we ended up signing a record deal and that song was like it was like the first song that we basically got done and it was the first song we got like record label interest on and it was like one of the singles off the record and it was just like you know a stupid song for his girlfriend you know what I mean that to him that's what it was you know and so I think that there the lesson you learn is that you know it's you, you have to filter yourself you never you never know if Nick comes in with a song or somebody comes in with a song and they just think, oh, this, this could be a dumb song, but, like, you just never know because you just have a different perspective because you wrote it. And we all have that, like, kind of different viewpoint of, like, you know, even if I'm playing a drum part, as I'm playing it, it's different. I come in and hear it, and I think that would the, be my... What my was song. the name of the song and on what project? It was a song called There For You on um, with a band called The Undeserving. Okay. Um, and we signed to Warner Brothers in, like, 2000. And, Oh, 2008 maybe, I want to say. And um, we had some really great experiences, but we also, you know, our record kind of got passed around and um, basically got shelved and eventually was let go. Um, we ended up self-releasing it. Um, but we had some good we had some good experiences. We had some, you know, had our songs on a bunch of TV shows and um, American Idol and Ghost Whisperer. I want to say There For You was used in a Blue Bloods uh, Blue Bloods ad or something um so yeah we had some success with it and it was cool i mean it was yeah, i mean it was a great experience for sure but it was also a very you know it was a great lesson to learn you know so. I, I like this one because I just recently like I have this um it's over there and I can and, um it's a reamping box by Little Labs it's uh what is it the 3D Phantom or what's the actual name of it we get the Red Eye 3D Phantom and um I bought it like a few years ago because I was wanting to like kind of experiment with like reamping just vocals through guitar amps just weird stuff but then like um. But I got it, and then I realized that, like, just from a time standpoint, it's really difficult to just kind of, like, you know, have a bunch of time to just mess with sounds, like, in post-production. And so, you know, like, plugins and stuff ended up working fine for that. When we started moving here, I just started moving all our stuff over, and I just had a box of, like, just stuff that kind of... And I didn't want to get rid of it because I felt like I paid a lot of money for it, you know what I mean? And that's another thing, like, I, I try to not... Like, if I get something, I try to hold on to it, like, because... You know, if I sell it, I'm just going to, like, lose my investment, basically. 
So I got this reamping box, and then one day I think we were like recording something, and we we're like, man, I wish I had like a an extra DI or something. And I was like, well, I got this like reamping box, and so we pulled it out, and then started like you know using it for you know just different things and before you know it, it's like I was using it every single day um and and the way that we use it now is that basically it's like when we record guitars or we record bass or even like a keyboard track or anything like you can do a dry you can do a dry run with it uh, basically splits the signal off two ways so you can do a dry run with it and you can run one to a guitar amp if you want to and um but like having a, having just like a, a plain DI guitar signal, it's just like a complete lifesaver in some scenarios. Let's say you've been recording the entire day and your ears are fried and then you get a bad guitar tone. You can always like, it's basically like a beginning blank slate again, you know, that you can, and it's just, it can just completely save the day. And the same thing with, you know, bass or anything else. You can get a complete clean DI. Um, and then the other signal you can run you know, like with compression and EQ and stuff. But there again, if you kind of mess something up, you can always go back to the other one. And so it's just kind of like a a fail-safe, you know. It's just a way of save. Like, I mean, it's just a way of kind of like being able to go back and have a second chance when, you know, you might not have done And maybe some people wouldn't like that. Maybe they wouldn't like the, the option, you know what I mean? Like they just think there's also that, you know, mindset of like, well, you know, we did whatever we did because it was right in the moment and that's fine. I think that's cool. It's just for me, like I, you know, I'm always just trying to learn and sometimes you set something up a different way and you, and you record and it doesn't turn out, you know, well. And so it's like, well, at least we have this other signal that's completely like a clean slate, you know, so. are about to get into the ask e-seat segment if you have a music business or just music and or business everything in between question for professional drummer producer and uh, touring musician eric seats you can send your question well go to the contact page instead of running off everything go to the contact page on the website thebalanceroom.com and everything will be there email uh, if you want to leave a voice message and have your audio on the podcast and you are of course more than welcome to ask your question on any of the social media platforms but um, go to that contact page on thebalanceroom.com and you will have all the information that you need to send your questions in for Eric Seats to answer. What's up, everybody? It's your dude, Eric Seats. Shout out to the Balance Room. My little sis, Ingrid Wood, was good. And my question for the week is, quote, if any of your children wanted to be a musician, what advice would you give them beyond the example they've already seen? Quote, end of question. Um... Wow! If my if if my children want to become musicians, uh, what advice? Here's the advice I would give them, and I, and I guess I'll be general to to say whatever it is because it it doesn't have to be music. I'm not trying to force uh, music down their throat, but they are around me and with me on these shows, and they see it, and they they're sponges and they soak it up. So my little five year old is she's. She, if she wants to, she's gonna be a great entertainer. The advice I would give them is be original, <coughs> um, have a voice, be your own creative force, uh, and 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 have your own identity, your own style, your own approach, your uh, everything from the the music down to your look. 
just carry yourself in a way that they, you have to be like the, the, the greats that stand out in our head. Uh, they had their own unique magic in it. They're not to compete. You know, you, it was hard to compare them to anyone because they just made their own lane. I'm a fan of people making their own lane. I think if you throw out into the universe what's in your heart genuinely, that will have a crowd. And um, so whatever that is, there's a crowd for everything. You just got to get it out of your heart originally. So just be original. And, that, and that, that's pretty much the advice I would give them. So I hope that helps somebody. Peace, peace, and I'm out. Thank you, E. So I'm about to get into my tear of the week. For my new listeners, my tear of the week, briefly, is just something that gives me balance, something that kind of gives me me personally peace throughout the week. So my tear of the week is it's actually locally specific. It's called Envision Cinemas. And I think it's in a part of town that you would consider like Blue Ash. Yeah, I think it's like Blue Ash. Um, but I love I love the movies. I love the movies so much like I kind of like created my own bootleg home theater, like PA system, um, projector. I'm I love the movies. I always have. So but this place right here is really cool because it has recliner seats, which I think a lot of theaters are starting to do now. But they um, have really great food. And so you push this button when you're in your seat. You push this button. A server comes to you. You order food. And like real food, like gourmet burgers, flatbread pizzas, wines, different types of beers. Um, order it and they bring it to you. Really cool place. I think depending on <laughs> what movies they show, I really only want to go to this movie theater. Definitely recommend it. If you ever, for whatever reason, are passing through or in or live in Cincinnati, Ohio, make sure you check out Envision Cinemas in uh, Blue Ash. I'm going to share a quick soundbite from episode 22, which is part two of the conversation that I have with Brennan um, in a second. So before I do, I do want to say make sure to send in your one year anniversary congratulatory soundbite. Send those in. Remember, no later than Saturday, October 15th by 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and also, you see that share button on your app? Click that, you know, share that. I, I promise you it does not cost anything just to share. But anyways, as I said before, let me share a quick soundbite from episode 22 with you. I heard you say earlier before we started about, you know, your trips through Nashville. Yeah. Um, You know, and I'm from Ohio. This is home. I love Ohio. But so many of us leave Ohio and never want to come back and are just like never touching Ohio again. Right. So what made you um what made you want to build a business, uh, especially around music, here in Ohio rather than, you know, Nashville or uh Philadelphia or New York? Well, I felt like Ohio is just a like the first of all I grew up here and I like, you know, feel like it's my home and <clears throat> but when we would go to Nashville um, we had a consultant for the design stuff here and he was like you know this would cost four times the amount of money or, or four or five times the amount of money to do in Nashville and and then you're just one of thousands of studios you know that in a small space and everybody trying to compete for the same thing all in the same you know all in the same genre of, of work Okay, also, don't forget, check out the video podcast, link in the podcast description, or at the website, thebalanceroom.com. Look for episode 21. The theme song for the Balance Room Music Podcast, entitled Thank Me Later, is written and produced by yours truly. 
Ingrid Wood, and performed by Ingrid Wood and the Wood Tribe Orchestra. Until next episode, this is your host, Ingrid Wood. Take care, God bless, and stay balanced. <laughs>